0: DJ and PK brought to you in part by Rough Tough Products. Rough Tough sets the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best-fitting seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do business with a Utah company that's been around since 1976. Check them out today at roughtough.com. That's roughtough.com. Cool name. I like it. Rough You were going, you were going crazy on the questions today. You you hit Facebook hard yesterday. You had the Damian things Lillard. happen. You got to go. Yeah, you had the Damian Lillard question up there. Of course, you got expectations for Game Five tonight. Expectation is the Jazz win and close out the series and wrap this thing up and move on to the second round. Get a little downtime. And then you've also got this one up. How about Jazz owner Ryan Smith providing courtside seats, lodging, and transportation to Ja Morant's family for Game Five. Scott says that's the right thing to do. They should have had to deal with that crap. Too bad his mom doesn't feel like she can take him up on it. Maybe he can buy her seats in Memphis to make up for it. Please be better, people. We're better than this.
1: Those three people who did that, they need
0: to be better. His dad actually came out and said that. Most people were fine. There are yeah. just a few right. who
1: were way across the line. That's why I don't get all this embarrassment and all this uh, feeling like, oh, that's Utah. No, it's not. It's a small, small, small number. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't feel bad for it. And if I'm ownership or management, I would feel bad too. But I don't think they need to because it's a sm- they don't have any connection to it. They don't condone it under any stretch of the imagination. And I get why they would want to apologize for it. But I don't think they need to because I don't think they're doing it. I think the overwhelming majority of people are fine. One is too many whether you throw a bottle or you make a racist comment, all of that stuff is completely 1,000% unacceptable. And I think by doing this, it becomes public. And Mr. Morant uh, goes out there and makes it public. And I think it's a very good move because it just it sends a message, this is not who we're about. But I think if you step back, most people would look at it and if, they're, if they stereotype, you're not supposed to stereotype. So it's not stereotyping one way. Everybody gets all upset, but stereotyping anyway, it shouldn't be just one way. If you want to have real discussion, you just don't have one-sided real discussion. You have to have real discussion on all things. And so, if there's one group who's stereotyping another group, that's just as bad as that group stereotyping. Versus vice versa. So going back and forth on this you shouldn't say well that's that them people over there they're doing that no they're not these idiots over there they did that and they they're held accountable for it and but i think image wise by having ryan smith do this it sends a message i don't think the message needed to be sent but it does send the message that We're not going to tolerate this stuff. Of course we're not going to tolerate this stuff. I already know that. But go ahead and send a message nationally, internationally, that says this is not what we're about. And we're going to make amends for it. And please consider everybody, not just the actions of two or three absolute fools, who should never be allowed back in the arena to
0: watch a game. Stereotyping isn't going to stop in any direction, whichever way irritates you or whichever way you're willing to overlook or whichever way you just ignore. It's going to continue. There's 330 million people in the country, and we're not going to get to know everybody's individual stories. So you're going to collect a few facts about people, and whatever those are, there's, we could probably list 100 of them right now, and you're going to kind of lump people together because it's exhausting to hear 330 million people's individual stories. So stereotyping is gonna keep happening. So I'm with you on the image thing and you don't have to do it. You know, for some people you don't have to do it, but for some people you probably do have to do it. And you do have to set yourself apart from the actions and the words that have gotten these headlines. Say, Hey, it's not me. That's not us. To you, right, but to somebody living in random fill-in-the-blank state whose life experiences are, I don't know, because I don't know 100, 330 million people's individual stories, they may need to hear that. mm
1: and and yeah, some people will hear it are they going to change it? That, was, you've about, already that was the next thing conceived idea. So, all this preaching stuff yeah. you know, every as soon as it comes out all the writers got to take to the computer and start with the lectures. <laughs> Here we go again. Another lecture by somebody. All you're doing is preaching to the choir. It's a large choir because I I think like Charles Barkley said weeks ago, most people are good.
0: He did say that. I saw him say that. Yeah. And he thinks people pit each other against each other right. for their own reasons. Politics, money, power, whatever. But what do I know? I don't know, and, and I'm totally with you. I don't know how many people's mind it will change. But if it changes somebody's mind, right. then, then I think Ryan thinks it's worth it. It is worth it. If it changes nobody's mind, it's still worth it. But it definitely isn't going to change everybody's mind. Some people are going to hold on to whatever they're going to hold on to. And I think as far as the franchise,
1: players to come, they're going to look at this place, they're going to see it, they're going to see everything that it has to offer, which is great, and they're going to make a decision. And the decision is not going to be, well, I don't want to play in Utah, so I'm not going to go there. No. That is old, old, old news. That stereotype is gone. Gone. And it's never coming back. Players are sophisticated enough. They're smart enough. Their people are smart enough to know this franchise here can give me everything that I want. So I don't. I don't worry about that perception in the least. Now the bigger thing, really, is, not in the least. No, I'll get. No. I'll give you a largely. But back to three hundred
0: thirty million people. four hundred fifty no. NBA players. I, okay, fine. Well, I guess more with two-way contracts now, but you get the point. I get the point. And so, many players, you know, tell me about the minutes, tell me how much time I'm going to play... Tell me uh, yes. how much money I'm going to make. Yes. Yeah, probably yes. how much money I'm going to make and then how much time I got I'm going to get. Uh, and, 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 all yeah, and
1: a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, and a whole bunch of Winning stable, organization,
0: blah, 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 blah. Are there personal relationships with people who are already in the organization? That can give you an edge when you're competing for somebody who's got two, three, four options. Right. The, all, so all that stuff all those is those important. Things. Yes, right. that's that's my argument. For a lot of people. But I can't rule out the fact there could be 50 players in the NBA who are like, I really don't want to go there. No, because of whatever happened in their life and whoever they know and whatever their no. backstory no. is. No, you don't even think there's a small number of players. You and you and Dennis have done your work. It is complete.
1: It's you never work is the, never complete. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. There's still a handful of people, but not enough to where it causes any concern. So yeah, are there three people out of 450? Of course, but it's nothing that you're going to worry about. It's going to have zero impact on the franchise. No. They have got the word out. And players, I believe that when you say that about players, you're calling them ignorant. You're calling them stupid. That they're going to look at something that was said by Derek Harper 30-some years ago, and in 10 years, 40 years, and 20 years, 50 years, it's going to be so
0: much in the past. We're getting to the point that I don't even know how many players know Derek Harper, right? Of course, but I'm just using that as the
1: example. And that
0: is the excellent, that is... For a lot of Jazz fans, that's the one example that like they just they can't shake. That's dead. I think the thing that people probably underestimate that works in the Jazz's favor in all of this is that with technology, everything changed in the last five years, certainly 10, but even the last five years. Mm-hmm. The, the players are more interconnected and more of their own private club. And they always have been to a degree, but more so now.
1: Yeah, I get all that. And are they going to want to go to the Lakers, to Los Angeles? Yes, yes. because it's more glamorous. But it's not a knock on here. It's just there can provide me with all this other stuff. But that's not here. That will always be here. And that will hurt Denver and that will hurt Portland Portland and 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 Sacramento on on that line. So there's no difference there. It's not going to be New York, Chicago, Miami Beach, uh, Los Angeles. It's not going to be that stuff, right? All right, but that's not a knock here. That's well that's more attractive to me, but that doesn't mean that this isn't a great situation. I believe today's player is sophisticated enough and Ryan Smith is going if anything needs to be broken down, which I'm not sure that there do, there is, that that you can literally break down. You can't make this place Los Angeles. It's like Major said after the final four, we're not any closer to LA or California. We're still 600 miles yep. away, we still have to overcome that. And he was right about that. So that's always going to be there. So anything that Ryan Smith and his people need to break down that that is breakdownable, yeah. they will. They are. They, They're doing it as we speak. And there, it, this didn't come to my
0: attention when it happened. It came to attention a while later. But they apparently at some point showed the current players— some level of research they did as far as... And and I don't know what the questions were exactly, uh, but it was out off all the Black Lives Matter, social change, people's attitudes towards... I don't know if it was 10 questions or if it was 50, but I heard the players were surprised to see this survey of what the fan base thought because the players hear the loudest, angriest voice coming out of the stands. You know, if you were playing... And you were sitting on the baseline, and you heard 50 people yelling, and 49 of them were yelling about the game, you know, hey, ref, that was a terrible call, good shot, hey, you're going to choke this free throw. But one person yelled something that was way across the line. That's what you'd hear. That's what we would all hear. You know. And so they got their preconceived notions. Whatever this research was, the players showed them, the players were surprised by it. So I think you always have to be doing it. But it doesn't mean that you're starting from square one every time you do it. But there's some level of information, education, I don't know what the right word is, knowledge that you got to pass along. People may not be aware completely. I mean, you and I know a lot about each other because we've sat through a lot of commercial breaks and golfed and whatever, you know, but there's still stuff about each other. Partied we don't hard, know. <laughs> like rock stars.
1: So all that stuff, yeah. I I think they get to the individual and that's and I've been saying this for years. You want to break down a stereotype, get to know somebody. And you you have a conceived ideas about black people, get to know black people. Get to know one guy. One guy. That's all you got to do. One guy. And 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 you're probably going to like the guy. You're going to have stuff in common if he's if he's your friend or she's your friend. And that's all you got to do. And then you say well, I say, well, they're not all like this or that. I and mean, what about what about my buddy over here? And do that. And this is going to be the same thing here with the players. Get the players in on a individual basis. And that player, I fully, fully believe, is going to look at this organization and going to be blown away by all the tremendous positivity that is available to them if they should choose to come here. Doesn't mean they're going to get everybody. We know they're not. But you're, I, I have I have no doubt in my mind you're not going to you you're going to get people that want to come and to the point where you're going to be competitive for years to come as long as you continue to do the right things and make the right draft picks blah 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 and you got something here you wanted to share Yuck, about Boston
0: yeah so you mentioned earlier that Danny Ainge is considering his future uh, both Woj and Sham Sharani are now saying that Brad Stevens is moving into their front office full time as their president of basketball operations he will lead a new Search for a new head coach, and Danny Ainge will be stepping down from his job as GM.
1: Okay,
0: that's Passing the torch. That is big news right there. What next for Danny Ainge? Golf. Golf? Grandkids.
1: Grandkids. He's got a slew of them, right? He does. That's a good combination uh, right there. One son's a politician down here. What is he? Uh, Tanner
0: actually just resigned his position.
1: Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay, well, he lives here, and I think his daughter lives here.
0: He's got a couple of kids here, I believe. Yeah. What does this mean for your guy, Austin?
1: Austin? Yeah. Question two. Uh well, obviously he's he's attached to his father, but having been around Austin many times, I think he's got a brilliant basketball mind. So my guess is he may have to move someplace, but he'll have employment. The the kid, he's not a kid anymore, but he really knows his stuff. I always I enjoyed immensely Chatting with him, and plus, well, he, not just the basketball stuff, just the personality. Oh yeah, he he's, liked to, he's got it. There was a the one that one year Kina Young got Player of the Year in the conference, and we're we're down in Vegas, and they had two African Americans on their team. And the Tribune, bless their hearts, the people working the desk that night, they had a big outline cut in around the figure of the Player of the Year with my story. Well, it was the other black guy. It wasn't Keeny Young, and so we're down at the Thomas and Mac. I It's unbeknownst to me because I don't see the paper. Sure, I'm down there. You're in Vegas, right? Yeah. Austin. They come out after open media session. We only got two of them, and you couldn't get. You had a fifty percent chance to get it right, and you got it wrong. Like, what are you talking about? And he told me. Of course, I was mortified. <laughs> and He was ragging me on that. He's a funny dude. But I always enjoyed his basketball mind, so I would think he would be fine. He may have to go into another organization. All right, DJ and PK, there you go.
0: Danny Ainge stepping down as president of basketball operations. Brad Stevens from the bench to the front office, and now the Celtics need a new coach.
1: Fifth best basketball player to come out of the state of Utah to play college ball, Danny Ainge. (laughs) He's not the fifth. You think he's fifth? I
0: go... Damian Lillard. Lillard. Chambers. Chambers. Chambers, Miller. Newland. Van Horn. Ainge. Okay, so you, after all that over Newland, you didn't even put Newland in your top five.
1: (laughs) You're a beauty. But I put him six. That's a great position to be in.
0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Tim LaCombe, Jazz Studio Analyst, coming up next. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network.
2: I have to believe that it will only take once losing in a 3-1 setting to have it never happen again. They have to come into this Game 5 bringing it back to Vivid Arena, and in their mind they're thinking, not going to let this happen, not a chance. We will fight until we have no fight left in us because we want to end it now. You don't let this go to six. You don't let this go back to Memphis for a sixth game. This has been such a point of emphasis for this team for so long, ever since Game 7 against Denver, that this will not happen again. I think this team is insanely focused going into that game. I would be shocked if on Thursday we hop on the air and we're talking about not a lot of life there, not a lot of energy. I don't know what was going on with that team, but now they've got to go back to Memphis. Hanson Scotting.
0: weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought you in part by Zero Res When you get the carpets clean and get the tile cleaned It's never just clean, it's Zero Res clean Don't have it any other way just $33 per room. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online by searching for Zero Res Carpet Cleaning.
1: Time to Ooh. welcome in Tim Lacombe. Duran Duran, huh? do 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 <laughs> do
0: Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst and part-time rock star. Tim, good
2: morning. What's up, guys? Are the How Jazz going to be
0: hungry
1: like the
2: Wolves? Well, I hope they're more hungry than the Wolves. Wolves are out. so
1: Not them Wolves. Those Wolves. just
2: Those Wolves, yeah. A pack of Wolves. Um, no, I think since Game 1, obviously getting everybody back, it's been a, much like we all talked about, it, it's been a, a very spirited series. I think Memphis has done an awesome job at basically giving the Jazz everything that they are capable of giving them and the Jazz have responded and answered. Um, Those two games in Memphis were very similar and I love the resolve. You know, I think it's hard to turn momentum. You know, Memphis did that to the Jazz and the Jazz held on both times. So a lot of really positive things to talk about. I think Still a couple of guys who, you know, you're waiting for Joe to have one of Joe's nights. And that very well could be tonight, you know, the front of the home crowd. But Jordan Clarkson had one. Um, the depth of this team is awesome. And it's it's one of the reasons that they're able to, uh, you know, really put pressure on the other team for 48 minutes.
0: I know you take them one game at a time, Tim. That's how you're wired. But uh, we want to take them two or three at a time here. So we're trying to figure out, who the Jazz are going to play in the next round after they win this series? And as you watch the uh, Clipper series unfold with the Mavericks, what are you thinking about these last three games?
2: Well, that's a weird series. Obviously, the Mavericks look like um, like they may not lose in the first two games. They played so well and. And the Clippers just kind of do what the Clippers do. They grinded them out and kind of got it going themselves. I think the Clippers ultimately win that series. Um, I just think the way that it's gone now, and you know, I think the way that Dallas could have possibly done it is, you know, sneak one of those games. Now I'm losing them both. Now it just kind of makes it so it's really up in the air. I think I think Clippers win it. Uh, I think they win it on. By virtue of just the experience of Kawhi, more than anything, and uh, I think that they'll uh, be—they may even win it, and they may not lose another game. You know, I think they may—they may gentlemen sweep them from here.
1: This is hard to find fault when the Jazz won the last three. The one thing that I would say, and I want to see if you have a concern about, and it's not a huge concern for me is that they would get up a little bit and seem to be a little comfortable margin, you know, 10-12 over Memphis, and then Memphis would come back and it would be 2-4 to four, and the Jazz would extend it a little bit. So maybe in the situation of going forward, if you get up 10-12, try to get up 18-20, how much of a concern is that for you? Or is it maybe that, hey, rather than be concerned about the Jazz, give the credit to Memphis?
2: I would be more in the camp and give the credit to Memphis. I think sometimes, you know, particularly fans, um, they almost liken it to getting on the freeway and setting cruise control at 80, you know. Well, why'd you take it off 80? We were going just fine at 80. Well, unfortunately, there's variables, and the variables are the other team. You know, what they're doing, when you're playing on the road, the momentum exists. It's real. Um, And so one costly mistake If you're not careful, it can turn into several, and momentum totally shifts. What I was impressed with, um, and I have been all year long, is when it's winning time, the Jazz really find a way. And even games they've come up short, think about the number of games this year. Um, You know, they haven't lost very many, but a handful of those games, they were getting beat pretty good. And, I mean, I can remember three, four, five games that they were getting beat and really brought it down to have really a last possession to be able to to extend the game. And, I, and I've made comments about that during the year, that that is a, a real positive sign. Um, I think these two games in Memphis where, you know, really this Memphis team was was prepared. I thought they played really well. I think they played as well as they're capable of playing, actually. Um, you know, they're getting scoring from, from all sorts of different guys, They've had Grayson Allen, who's stepped up and been big for them. You know, Dylan Brooks has kind of turned the corner, um, you know, both as a player and an agitator. But, you know, I, I love that stuff because I think it, it's the it's kind of the story around a series that you remember forever. Um, but I, I'm more encouraged by the Jazz fighting them off and holding on to winning than I am them losing a lead. Um because losing the lead is not just necessarily not taking it serious. It's you know there's variables involved there, and and that's just really a hard one to to understand to the layperson. Um, that's why I think the cruise control is a great one. It's not like getting on the freeway and setting it and and just staying there. It's you know you've got to slow down for this and that, and you got to swerve for this and that. Um, it, the most important thing is you get to your destination. And I think that's what the Jazz have done.
0: So I largely agree with you, and I see that, and and I've thought that during games when I've seen people on Twitter losing their mind. It's, uh, hey, you can't prevent every 7-2 run that, you know, the Grizzlies are going to drop on you. And the, and the key thing is you got to be able to answer it. I do think that when we get down to the bitter end here, and the Lakers seem to be getting separated from the herd by their injuries, so... it's We'll drop them from the group, but whether it's the Jazz or the Clippers or the Suns or if it's the Nets over in the East and maybe maybe Milwaukee or Philly, who when the best teams get together is going to be absolutely ruthless. You know who is going to be what PK just says like we got you a little off your game at eight. We're taking it to fifteen right now and who is going to be absolutely ruthless and miss no opportunities. And I think when you were coaching, I think coaches really value the players who have that, who bring it out, because as a coach you have so much stress. There's so many things you can't control. And so to just see one guy out there who you're like, this guy never, ever takes a possession off and lets anything slip. This guy always drops the hammer. When you have that player and you have that team, that's what's going to separate the very good teams from the team that has a championship, isn't it?
2: Yeah, there's, that's a, that's an element of it. Um, you know, and again, I don't think it's something that you can look out and see from someone always, because again, the variables of fatigue, injury, uh, you know, somebody maybe just not feeling great, um, you know, confidence issues. So there's so many things, even within the context of uh, the minutes that are going out on the floor that you're each individual person's going through their own thing, and they're fighting their own battle. So, again, I think collectively, if you can get a group that really, really knows the score, always is aware of the score, um, and fights like hell to win the game, and I think that's what we've seen from this Jazz team all year long. Now, as many times as maybe they've given up a lead, um, which I think if you watch NBA games, it's pretty crazy to me, I've stopped watching early in NBA games um, because you know if you you catch it about mid third quarter you're going to see all you need to see. Um, it, it's it's kind of funny because it's more just jostling in the beginning unless like last night where Phoenix just jumps out and, and the Lakers are done in the first quarter you know because the score's gotten so.
1: Out of hand, I guess
0: I believe we just lost him. Hey, Yak. Ya Yak. well I think I think Yak may have done that, but I don't think he's hearing us right now. Oh, uh, he's working on it all right, well,
1: he pressed a button, I think so. Remember that one time I did that on Troy Calhoun? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: that was awesome. I thought I wanted to see how long he'd been on the uh air, uh-huh. and so I hit the I hit the wrong thing, and it just. <laughs> clicked right in mid. And we lost the Air Force, 100% coach. 100% on me. Ooh, I felt
0: bad.
2: Did you cut me off?
0: Uh, Yach may have. That doesn't matter. No, You're back whatever. now. You're back.
2: Make it happen. No, it's fine. Where were you? It's going to be the mafia. Who's in the back seat? <laughs> I just want to know who's sitting behind me, okay? Um, I don't even where I was, but I, I think the main thing is just that DNA. You look for a championship DNA. And there's signs along the way. And I've pointed them out all year long. um, But I feel like the Jazz are trending competitively in the right direction. I love the way they've kind of taken control of this series. Did you hear
1: the news about Danny Ainge, your guy?
2: You know what I did? I I woke up to it this morning. um, Your reaction? And I'm not 100% surprised. I kind of, I mean, crazy thing is I know a lot of the parties involved, know Danny well, but have not talked in to Danny about, his job or work or any of that stuff, it's typically very surface. So um not surprised per se. I think, you know, I, I think I'm living proof. You can be in a, a place a long, long time and do good things and feel like, you know, you, you need a new challenge. And I think that that's probably where, you know, at the end of the day, that's probably where Celtics and Danny are.
1: So you think he's done retired or you think he's going to move to something else in basketball?
2: I really don't know. Um, I mean, I always wondered if at some point he'd find his way back here, particularly when Ryan bought the team. Um, Are they close? Good friends, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, it's a circle of friends down here. We've we've been, uh, you know, Ryan's been around. um, So it'll be interesting. I don't know. I I think that I'm happy for Danny because I think it's – you know, he's, he's walking from something he can be really proud of. I think they've done a great job there. Um, but as to what his future plans are, man, I have no idea. I think everything's conjecture at this point.
0: Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, just tweeted out, as Danny Ainge moves on from Boston, a possible landing spot in some capacity, the Utah Jazz. As rumors of Ainge's exit rippled through the NBA in recent months, a role with the Jazz has been seen as a potential next step.
2: Yeah, I mean that's definitely been stuff that's bubbled, you know, throughout the league. And um, but again, it's you know, it's probably in fairness, it's probably there's a little buffer here, and we'll see what happens. But I mean, certainly would be an interesting thing. Um, the one thing I will say is there's a, there's a great relationship there, and, and that's one thing that I do know.
1: You don't think he wants to do morning radio, do you?
2: Um, I heard that that was one of his bucket list items.
1: Oh, crap.
2: <laughs> it was the...
0: There's a 0% chance this is true.
2: <laughs> it was the LeCange.
0: Le I mean, everybody knows I'm first to go.
2: Lacange in the morning.
1: <laughs> I see what you did there. That was clever.
2: Mm-hmm. TD.
1: Oh, so you, really and down? you and him replace us? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, McComb's been after my gig for months now. He just came on
0: just, as a guest and fired us both.
2: I'll put a, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll cover your, that, I'll dip that in gold, that mic that you've been using. Yeah. Never to be used again.
1: You know what it's dipped in right now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate. <laughs> You're such a
0: freak, bro. <laughs> it's fondue in the morning with PK. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, that'll do, fondue boy. That kind of ended the segment. It really
0: did. <laughs> I had a couple other questions about the playoffs. I mean, not a really whole was lot you point. can do with that. <laughs> no,
2: within the context of the rules, <laughs>
0: as laid out by the FCC.
2: <laughs> you know that was Majerus. He used that all the time. What? Just context, you know. You know, there's a, there's a great way you can break a guy's ankle legally within the context of the rules. Oh. <laughs> You're right.
0: Now that you say that, I can hear that. I hadn't thought of that in a long time.
1: I miss him. I'm sure you do. Those are phenomenal times. <laughs>
2: You're hiding in the hyper, so he
1: doesn't see you. <laughs> I used to do that on the road when you guys would have shoot around there or practice the night before, and he would think it would be closed. I'd find a door that was open, and I'd, wa- I'd peer in from up top. <laughs>
2: oh, I know. I was in charge of the doors, bro. I know. I just let you be. I can
1: remember. I was out in TCU, and I'm sitting up there, I'm standing looking around the corner, And then he tells us, uh, no, the the one guy, no, he he didn't practice. And I saw the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) He just didn't know I saw it. (laughs) I mean, what am I going to do, spend another two hours in a hotel room by myself, climbing the walls? (laughs) So I would go to the arena, and invariably, you could find your way in and just check out what was going on. Or I could just call somebody on the team, and they would tell me, (laughs) you're not going to believe what happened at practice today. We charted every Majin miss and told him, he can't shoot!
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was called team building. (laughs) And the guys,
1: guys, as soon as they get home, they'd call me.
2: (laughs) Oh, you're not going to believe
1: this.
2: (laughs) DJ, who do you think is going to win the Clippers series? Clippers? Yeah.
0: I don't think Doncic is healthy. So, that whole story about the tingling in his arms and the sharp pain—that's—that's that's not good.
2: So it's looking Clippers and Suns on the other one, other side.
0: No, it'll be Clippers and Jazz, and then it'll no, be Suns yeah, and Suns and Nuggets.
2: Looks like Nuggets, and Nuggets are up three-two now. I'd hold off on that one,
0: though. PK hold really off. does not want to write Portland off.
2: No, I wouldn't either. Do you see Dame? Hold. I mean, talk about championship aspirations. Yeah, a couple of those shots he hit last night were otherworldly. Did, Nur,
0: did Nurkic want to foul out? Why did he commit the last foul? Was he tired of playing? It was so clearly a situation he was going to foul. Why bother to contest that shot?
2: Agreed, uh, but I think sometimes within. Oh, all right, context of the game. There it is. You know, uh, again, we're, we're you're viewing it with all our faculties. He's exhausted. Yeah, he's
0: yeah.
2: maybe confused. You know, when you run, you get tired. So many things going on, and uh, that's why you know being locked in, uh, and communication amongst players, coaches, all that stuff, so vital. All
0: right, Tim, we're gonna leave it there with the uh, golden uh, chocolate-covered cheese we microphone. We never did quite regain. We our didn't really culture. get it back together again. It we tried, it but it failed. Bouncing around. Yeah. All right, thanks, Tim. We'll talk to you again next week. Bring the fondue sticks. I shall. Bye, right. guys. Tim Lacombe, Jazz Studio Analyst. Shane Young, NBA Analyst and Columnist for Forbes Sports. Coming up, stay with us.
1: The The Big Show with Jake Scott
0: and Gordon Monson. The great Craig Bowler Jack joins us every Tuesday. You think
2: this one ends in five, Bowler? I think the Jazz better get it done in five. I hate to see him go back to Memphis and then, by chance, have to decide it at home in Game 7. Look, if Donovan holds true to his word what he said in the bubble, never again. I believe that's the quote after losing in Game 7 with a 3-1 lead to Denver. And with the home crowd, I think the emotions are going to be sky high. So get it done in front of your home crowd. Get it done, have a couple of extra days, sit back, and then start the process again on your second-round opponent. Do I have a crystal ball? No. But
0: do I feel it? Yes. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. DJ gets PK, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Premier Wave. You've heard about acoustic wave therapy for ED and how it's an effective treatment to help nearly all men. There's now a physician-owned clinic here in Salt Lake. Learn how unique Premier Wave is by visiting PremierWave.com for more information and to learn about Premier Wave's special offer. All right, the intriguing headline of the morning, Danny Ainge stepping down in Boston, the Celtics... Out of the playoffs, that happened pretty quick. How long do you think that's been uh, age make of his mind a while ago and just getting to the end of the season? Because the end
1: of the season oh, yeah, got yeah, yeah, here yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. boom. I don't think he woke up yesterday. All right, man, we got a playoff game. We're going to build <laughs> this team. And then went to bed, I'm out. No, I think they waited until the season was done. And obviously, they weren't a very good team this year. They were probably the most disappointing team in the league uh, when you think about it in the regular season, what the expectations and where they had been and then they didn't come anywhere near that no and, and no they, and, they should have
0: been regardless of how it finished they should have been in the group with the sixers nets and bucks i would think but
1: that that was the expectation didn't yeah. pan, pan out that way they ended and,
0: up right exactly
1: at 500 way below what yeah. they should have been and jalen brown gets hurt and so the playoff was just a formality they were a beaten team before game 1 even yeah. started but to finish five games behind the Knicks
0: and the Hawks, major disappointment,
1: for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who was it? Who? Who? Somebody went after uh, Smith in the colleges, didn't they? Who, who was it? Was it Carolina, Indiana? Indiana, Indiana. 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 He came Thanks. from Butler, right? Indiana. There you go. Indiana. I knew it was a is a big name,
0: and he said no, right? Very quickly and definitively, Just right? Kind of makes you think that a he liked the Celtics gig, and b he might have known this was up. And so I have no idea how he'll
1: do as a as a GM type person. You never really know. I mean, the same thing with coaching. I've been saying that for coaching for years. You got to give the whoever it is the person who gets the job got to give that person the opportunity to succeed or fail, and you're not really sure how it's going to work. Um, guys you thought would be slam dunks at the coaching level, no. And guys you didn't think were going to be good, yeah, end up being great. So who knows how he'll be. And and uh, I'm sure they'll get somebody who has a coaching experience with Boston. But as far as age goes, you know, what does he do next? I, I was around him a little bit, not a lot, but when his son – Austin was playing, he always seemed to find his way into town. He was there a lot. And, yeah. uh, he whether still was, finds his way into town. Home or, or away, uh, especially away games, there'd be fewer people, so we'd sit at a media table and chat up a little bit, talk to him on the phone a couple of times. Obviously, he's extremely competitive. Uh, one of the greatest athletes ever, literally, to be born. I mean, the guy was all that and just about everything he ever did athletically. If you're going to play two Professional sports at the highest level, baseball and basketball, it speaks for itself. Uh, so, 62, though, unless you've got health issues, seems a little bit young to just set Hang it up. aside. But at the same time, you know, Mark Eaton's gone at 64. So, whatever he chooses is going to be the right thing for him. If he wants to spend time with family, he's got the finances to do it great. But also if he wants to maybe take a season off or get back into it some other place and he obviously has the connection here and I did not know that uh, you know of uh, Tim McComb telling us he has a strong, Ainge has a strong relationship with Ryan Smith. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know what Ryan Smith is interested in doing. Things are going well here, obviously. So uh, do you create a position or you, know, you never know. What you think is the way it is in pro sports in a year or two can be dramatically different. It's awesome
0: to yeah. go back in like <laughs> three-year increments and look at how different everything is. Right. And, you know, if you're not in, most of you, I mean, it's jazz right now, and this is, you know, jazz town, NBA ten. but you can do it. The NFL, it's the same thing. You go back three years, it's remarkably different. You go back six years, it's completely different. Right. Everything changes
1: so quickly. And if it doesn't change, well, that means you're probably pretty good. And things are going well here now. The guys in charge, obviously, have done an excellent job. They have a very good chance to have a deep playoff run, if not all the way, to the deepest level you can go. Doesn't mean they're going to win it, but they can. it's not inconceivable, especially with Anthony Davis, street clothes Davis, being unable to play, they look like hot garbage last night, obviously. So it looks like they could be, if that was your biggest obstacle, I don't know that it was, but they could be out of the way here really soon. The Clippers, as I said last week, whoever the Jazz play in the second round is going to have all sorts of momentum and confidence. Of course. Because look what you have to do in the first round to get there. And if it's the Clippers – Oh, look what we did, man. We righted that ship overnight. We and yeah. people, you want to talk about being written off? <laughs> Which O2 two home games? Not not just the O2, but
0: the O2 and just a hideous first quarter on the road. I mean, they were getting embarrassed. And their owner was furious. And they turned it around. Second, third and fourth quarter, totally different deal. Win the game, win game 4, Doncic is hurt, tries to play through it, clearly isn't himself. Both teams could come in to the next series on four-game win streaks. That would not be shocking right now. No part of that would be shocking.
1: Well, oh, okay, both teams. I see what you're saying. Yeah,
0: that, I thought the, the Jazz were win about. game five, and the Clippers win games five and six. I, I think the
1: Clippers is pretty much a lock. And great. You're going to have to play somebody. I'm excited for that series if it comes to pass.
0: All right, DJ and PK coming up next. Shane Young, NBA analyst and columnist for Forbes Sports. He covers the Clippers closely. We will talk with him and get the latest and see what he knows about Danny Ainge next. Stay with us.